Yeehaw! And howdy, partners. How are we doing this, dude? It is the Blitz Trading Post, where we're going to be breaking down all your dynasty trades, getting you all set up this offseason. Um, if I don't know about you, Alex, but myself, I am a huge dynasty player. I think I play more dynasty in the offseason. It's more of my fantasy season than the actual fantasy season. The fantasy season kind of gets in the way of my dynasty stuff. So what about you? And and I'd like to also introduce the co-host, obviously, with me from the Blitz, my man Alex. How we doing? Doing great. Yeah, no, uh, I'm, I, I love dynasty, too. I got into it just a couple years, well, probably like four years ago now. Um, you know, I kind of heard about it from podcasts and, you know, on Twitter and stuff, and then I uh, I jumped in and did like I joined way too many in the first year and had no idea what I was doing. I traded <laughs> off first round picks for like Robbie Anderson and Mike Williams, but four years ago and it was it was a whole it was a mess. But um, <laughs> but now that I've gotten uh, used to it all, uh, no, I love it. I, I, I but I'm not I'm not one of those uh, I'm not a chronic trader though either. I I'm, I'm a I like to sit back and wait and get everything I can for, for my players, you know, and wait for the right deal. Um, I, you know, I don't like just trading to trade. That's not my, you know, that's not my thing, but, but uh, yeah, I like seeing all the other trades go down and judging the hell out of them, you know, as they go through the league. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I can get behind that. I actually am a pretty, pretty hefty trader. I like to be a uh, constant action, constant getting stuff done constant throwing stuff around so i uh exact opposite end of the spectrum i'm like i haven't made a trade this week something's wrong uh chris's videos what's happening man i I'm up, chris? glad to see you glad to see you're joining us this evening there um we're gonna go ahead and get to the fun parts here uh make sure you follow us tell us at titles.com where all the better videos articles and there's like just all kinds of good stuff on that site and it's only getting better all the time uh follow us on apple podcast youtube Facebook Podbean, When a Family Breaks, which is our Facebook, and Spotify. And also make sure you get on our patreon.com forward slash toilets and titles where you can get in on our Discord, which is a really fun chat, uh, constantly in motion and everything like that. So make sure you get on there, do all the things, subscribe, like, do all those nice things that you're supposed to do for people that do this. And uh, we'll go ahead and move on into some questions here. So we're going to go ahead and start out. We got Motown Matt joining us. He says, 12-team Superflex PPR, Davis Mills in a 307 for a 206. What are your thoughts on this one, Alex? I actually like taking the chance on Davis Mills here. Um, the third doesn't really move it. I, I would I'd do it just for the, uh, you know, or, oh, sorry. So it's the Davis Mills and the 307 for the 206. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. Um, I, I would take Davis Mills on this side. Um, I think he showed last year that he can actually be a competent quarterback. And I don't, with that Deshaun Watson situation, even if he finally resolves all of the, you know, suits and whatnot, I still don't, you know, it doesn't seem like he wants to be a Texan. doesn't seem like the Texans want him. So I think they're going to move on, especially because of the way Davis Mills, you know, uh, performed this year. I, I, I didn't think it was, it was a, you know, rocky start, but by the end of the year, he was actually looked halfway competent. I, I'd rather have David, I won't say I'd rather have Davis Mills than, than Zach Wilson, but he looked better than Zach Wilson did most of the year. So I'm all right. I like the Davis Mills side here. I think it's a good shot, a good chance with the, for the, for just a mid second, second round pick. Yeah. You're not really losing much in my opinion to gain a, to gain a starting quarterback 
uh, what likely will be a starting quarterback in the NFL. So I'm 100% with you right there. I feel like anything after basically the 106, 107 this year is a dart throw anyways, which is fine. I mean, you're going to have a decent dart throw at the 206, where at the 307, I mean, you're really, really kind of shooting shooting far there to try to get into what you're wanting to get. So you're not – it's kind of a throwaway. So you're basically just getting Davis Mills for that 206. I like it. I like that all day. Um, FF prognosis negative says Claypool or the 109. Who do you like to, who do you take right here? Ooh, I, I honestly think that's, that's a pretty good like intersection of value. I think it's kind of how you feel about the rookie class. Um, you know, if you think that the rookie class is going to be deep enough that you'll still get, um, you know, a starter out of it. I think, you know, you take the shot with the 109. Um, but I also, because Claypool, I, I just don't know um, what's going to happen with him because he he's the, you know, down, well, at least he's been the like downfield contested catch guy, but he's not very good at the contested catch. So, or at least he wasn't this year, um, you know, and I'm assuming that the quarterback situation is going to be different um, with Ben retiring. I mean, it's going to be different with Ben retiring, but um you know, I, I just haven't seen enough from Claypool to really pull me to that side. So I think it's I think it's a pretty good um, I think it's a pretty fair trade. It's just kind of what you're looking for um, for your team. I, I like Claypool if they trade Juju. I think Juju sticks around, though. So for me, I think uh, the 109 is probably the better bet here because Deontay Johnson and I feel like uh, Juju Smith-Schuster can actually uh, gain some Gain some ground, gain some of that uh, legendary status back. He's just had some uh, rough shots with injury. And then, I mean, look at how Ben Roethlisberger throws the football. And it doesn't take long to realize what uh, could have went wrong there with Juju. Um, that brings us actually up to our next one. My man, Andrew Hall, uh, one of my good friends on Twitter. Not really good friends on Twitter. One of my favorite follows on Twitter anyways. Um, he's got the 112, 112 uh, Juju and Gainwell for Zeke Pollard in the 308. Yikes, that's a big trade. Big boy trades coming at you. Yeah, why don't you you start with this one? Okay, so for me, I like, like I was saying, you know, Juju being in uh, Pittsburgh to me is kind of a downfall. I don't want him to go there. I'd like to see him have an opportunity elsewhere. So for me, um, with that expectation that uh, they might trade him, they might be, they might just have to go to a full rebuild. It really is going to depend on what I see in free agency right here. But for me, I feel like Juju isn't enough. And the one one two is a little bit too late. And then Gainwell, I just don't really want a piece of that backfield as bad as uh, I want a piece of other backfields per se. You know, like I, I it's not like I have a lot of confidence in who they're going to be rolling out. Um, so for me, I think I like the Zeke Pollard combo here. Zeke's still fairly young. Uh, Pollard's still fairly young. They're both kind of getting split duty, but there's a lot of weeks there where you could have played both of these guys. And you would have been all right. So uh, for me, Zeke Pollard in the 308 it gives me two running backs. And then, like I said, you're just talking about the, the throwaway uh, with the 308. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, I I actually saw you um, uh, post on this one. So I voted on the poll myself and I took the Zeke Pollard side as well, which uh, when I checked it, we were in the minority. Uh, most of the people were taking, you know, the one the 112 uh, and the Juju side. But no, I'm with you with... Um, you know, there's just not quite enough. Like the 112 is just a little too far back in that first round for me. You know, I could probably, you know, work another deal to move that pick up, but then I'd have to, you know, 
lose another asset along with it. So, you know, I'm with the Zeke and Pollard side. I don't think, you know, Zeke's kind of lost a step, but he's still, you know, I'll take the volume while he's out there. And, you know, until he's not a, what, $23 million dead cap hit or whatever it is, um, you know, this next, this upcoming year. So, you know, he's going to play. Um, I, I like the Zeke side. I think the value, uh, it leans on that side. Yeah. Same. And like I was saying, you know, it's not like, it's just, I don't like the expectations of Juju. It's crazy that, uh, that was in the minority. I can't believe that there's a whole lot of people that are still that high on Juju. Um, but then again, you were to that point in time where those rookie picks, people get all rookie hungry and they want to go out there. I mean, this is optimal time to get out there. I mean, I know I like getting my rookie picks in just like everybody else, but Again, I mean, if you're not inside of that 106 and and closer, there's not a whole lot to really get out of this year's draft. So uh, for me, I mean, and I sit there and I talk about these random shots and everything like that. Like I got, I hit on Elijah Moore this year. I hit on Mac Jones this year. You know, I mean, those were all late round lottery tickets that actually panned out. But that's not the that's the exception more than it's the rule. Well, um, but at, I mean, yeah, look at Deontay Johnson. Uh, what? Two, two or three years ago, whenever he was a rookie, he was like a, a late second, early third round pick in some drafts um, just because he, you know, came from a smaller school and stuff, but he, he's coming, you know, he's turned out to be, you know, easily, if, you know, if he was coming in as a rookie and we knew what was happening, he'd be a first round pick. So it's, you know, sometimes you can get those hits, but yeah, I, I'm with you. Absolutely. We got our man, Brian Huck says 16 team Renfro or the one Oh six. Who are you taking in this one? Ooh. In a 16 teamer. I, I, I think I'm going to go with the known commodity here. Um, I'm going to go with uh, red zone Renfro. Uh, I don't think he loses any bit of that, uh, you know, volume that he's getting at, uh, you know, in Las Vegas. Um, and he turned out to be, was he a, he was at least the top 15 receiver this year in PPR. Yeah. Um, so I, and I think it continues. I've liked Renfro. I was drafting him in the third round a couple years ago um, or late second, third round uh, in some of my rookie drafts and just had kind of stumbled upon him. Cause you know uh, I don't even remember why I took, I was taking him, but he just kind of happened to be one of those names that, you know, stuck with me. And he was just kind of like my, you know, that, that late round uh, dart throw. Um, and it seemed to work out, but yeah, I know I like the, the known commodity here, uh, especially in a 16 teamer. Um, so I'm going to go with Renfro. Yeah. It looked like he finished as the wide receiver 17 this year. So, um, had a great season then he started late, you know? So for me, I am actually with you. I'm, I'm a huge proponent of proven versus, uh, lottery ticket. Any chance I can get somebody that I know can do good on the football field, Versus somebody that I expect to do good on the football field because, you know, I mean, like I've been doing this a long time, you know, like I remember the days of uh, Jamarcus Russell. I mean, that guy was coming out. He's going to be this amazing thing. You don't ever see these X factors that come in and the NFL is such a faster, higher level that, uh, that it's really hard to say if anybody's going to be able to get out there and do these things and furthermore do them well. So for me, I mean, we've seen Renfro do it and I don't think I'm going to be getting anybody at the one Oh six. So I'm going to be thrown out there with more confidence than I'm going to be thrown out with Renfro. Again, I mean, in the offseason, it's kind of tough, especially with Carr kind of being a shaky uh, future over there. But I think you could throw in quite a few quarterbacks in that situation and be okay. 
Um, Tmar says Zeke or C E E H, and you know why I grabbed this question. I hope. <laughs> Hell yeah, because of our, <laughs> our, our our love for C E H. But I'm, oh man, straight up like that. That's that's a toughie. That's I really think, close. Yeah, yeah, I I think I got to stick with Zeke though. I think he's got the higher upside at least for the next couple years. Um, you know, I can kind of bank on that top 10 running back, you know, CEH, it's, it's not that I just, they don't want to use him. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. When he runs that inside zone, he is phenomenal. Cause he's so, cause he's so compact that he just get, he get, he doesn't even have to get small cause he's already kind of small. So he just weaves his way in and out. I mean, he doesn't break off the big runs or anything, um, but but they just don't seem to see the same things that I guess I'm seeing. I don't know, but I think I got to stick with Zeke here. I, I think that's, uh, you know, I'll take the, the, the couple seasons of uh, top 10 running back over the question mark that CEH really is right now. So for me, like, so I like to break down CEH like this, like it's not really him that I'm like having expectations about, but more so the team, right? Like, so I called it, in week 10, I believe is when I started talking about how they'll make it to the playoffs. They'll make it possibly deep into the playoffs, but they're not going to make it to the Super Bowl. And they're surely not going to win the Super Bowl this year. And there's a reason for that. And that's because you can beat Patrick Mahomes. And if you can beat Patrick Mahomes in the back, and I mean, all you got to do is drop, you know, those five, six safety looks and things like that, that were getting them stifled. And once you start doing that, so Andy Reid's no dummy. He's going to go out there and he's going to be able to look at tape and he's going to see this like, one thing that's committing them to winning is that run game. And you got to open it up. You've got to suck those safeties in. You got to turn those safeties into linebackers. And once we're doing that, now we got Kelsey one-on-one with a linebacker instead of Kelsey one-on-one with a corner or a safety who can get in there and just, you know, jump in the way and block the ball and doing exactly what they did to the, to the uh, chiefs in the second half there. So I feel like CEH has a lot of huge expectation upside just because I think they're going to have to change that offense up to be, a championship driven team, because I mean, if you're passing to Tyreek Hill, you know, that that's their panic button, you know, that's panic mode when they start hucking it to him and they got into that mode, like within the first quarter, you know and I mean? So it didn't look good. I don't know if you saw me tweet about halfway through the first, uh, through the first quarter, but I could see that the Bengals were starting to win that offensive line and defensive line. And I got a computer model. I punched this stuff into, and it actually had the Bengals winning that game 34 to 31. Now, it's changed and it got slower and slower as the game uh, just kind of became a defensive chunk standoff. They, uh, they kind of kicked back to where, and then we got what 24 to 21, but the point being that it had the Bengals winning that game because of the way that they were winning the ball. And mm-hmm. I think that's, that's exactly what Kansas city's doing wrong. They're just not running it when they have the weapons in the line to do so. Well, and that's the thing when, um, and the, you know, I, I know people are going to bring this up in the off season, but early in the season, the 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 Chiefs were having a hard time getting going because um, everyone started, you know, the defense, a lot of the teams started using the cover two with the two safeties back and having all the, uh, you know, all the defensive backs. And, you know, to beat that, you got to go back to running the ball. And it was probably about like week four, week five, right when CEH, um, it was actually when he got hurt. So people are going to, you know, and Daryl Williams came in and that's when they started running the ball a lot. And that's when they were having success. And that's when they were starting to, 
you know, turn their season around. Um, and that's when they started looking like the the Chiefs, well, not, not looking exactly like the Chiefs we know, but looking like the winning team that we know. What's with his face? <laughs> right? uh, the ghost of Nate. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, at least his face oh. is clear now. But so when they started running the ball, CH was hurt. So it was Daryl Williams. So I feel like a lot of people are going to say, you know, look, look what they did once CH wasn't in. But it was it was about the whole offensive scheme. So, you know, I'm totally with you right there that I think that if they get back to to running the ball, um, you know, next season and take it a little bit off of Patty's shoulders, um, I, I think CH is going to be, you know, a, a big time back, too. But. As of right now, if I had to make this trade today, I think I'd still go with Zeke. Um, and and a lot of that comes to, to to perceived value, too, because I know I could probably flip Zeke for more, you know, in a month or two before the season, you know, before the next season starts. I could probably still flip Zeke for more than I could get for CEH. Fair enough. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't fault you for that. It's just, like I said, I just see massive opportunity coming for CEH um, because I feel like they're going to have to. Like I said, they're going to have to change that offense up. I just like getting that stuff out there because um, a lot of people are way down on CEH. Man, I'm grabbing him everywhere I possibly can. Dude, me too. I, I got uh, at the it was it was like week 10 or 11 this year. I traded Antonio Gibson for a uh, 22 first, a 23 first and CEH. Dude, oh, it was, wow. Yeah. Like gold. And I think, uh, I think it was Antonio Gibson in like a third, but it's one of those throw around throw in picks, you know? Right. Like I said, anything after the one Oh six to me, that's kind of a throw. It's uh, kind yeah. of the throwaways right there. Um, Hey, now we look like we got some activity going on. So. There he <laughs> is. What's happening, Nate? What's going hey, on? Buddy? Buddy? Not much. What's up, dude? Yeah. I was trying to in the like mechanic bay and not happening. So I came to conference room and, now we're good. There we go. There you go. There you go. Well, welcome to it. Well, we'll get you started with this question from Teuayudo in Fantasy. Says, Jonathan Taylor or Javante Williams and the 105. Which side are we on there, Nate, since you just joined us? Well, I love Javante, but I think I, even with the 105, I got to take Jonathan Taylor just because that the draft class this year I don't think is as strong. I mean, you're not going to find somebody like, like JT. Definitely. I mean, there's no chance. No, I can't say there's no chance. I just – I'm pretty hard on Jonathan Taylor for those, you know, for this one anyway. Yeah, no, I, I, I feel you, Nate. I'm with, uh, on the Jonathan. I love Javante Williams too. Yeah. Um, I actually made this offer for Jonathan Taylor right after the season, uh, right at the end of the season or right after like the regular season ended, I tried to get Jonathan Taylor for Javante Williams in the one Oh five. And it, the guy didn't want it. He wanted way more. He wanted a 23 first thrown into. And I was like, nah, that's a little much. <laughs> that's a little much for me. So yeah. Yeah. No, JT for me. Yeah. You know, Jonathan Taylor's just so damn good. And he's got so much opportunity there in Indianapolis. And it just only looks up and up. But boy, this looks almost even like almost dead even to me if they trade Melvin Gordon away or get rid of Melvin Gordon over there. And Javante Williams is the only guy back in that backfield. And then you have a guy that's almost in it and like imagine if they get Aaron Rodgers too, or something like that on the that's side, amazing. it's going to be nuts. So, I mean, these are all potential outcomes for Denver, right? Like, yeah. especially because, especially because Aaron Rodgers is white, right? Like he, he'll be able to get that meeting on time and everything. He won't get that Flores treatment. 
Uh, <laughs> too soon. I'm sorry. That's still just, I'm still so bitter about everything I just read about the Broncos showing up late, showing up drunk uh, to his to his interview and everything like that. It's just it's hard to be a fan. That's bullshit, dude. I love being an organization that does that. Oh yeah, like can you imagine having that happen? Like they're taking that, they're taking your future that seriously. Yeah. But so I, I see changing of the guard hopefully happening because of this. Um, which can be anytime too soon. But long story short, Jonathan Taylor, dude's a stud. It's, it's hard. Again, Javante Williams in the 105 is very close, though. That, to me, is a very, very fair offer right yeah. there. And I, I think, um, too, like getting closer to the draft, um, you know, getting to see combine stuff and landing spot may change some things for me, but it's still – that's tough. It's hard to get rid of JT right now. I mean, uh, you know, we all saw what he did this year. It's – you know, I, I don't know if I could do it. Yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, like I said, the rookie class is deep this year, but it's not as deep as it was last year for sure. And I mean, you're just, you're just, you're, you're gambling. If they, these yeah. guys are going to be able to take on the NFL at any given pace and be able to be effective in the NFL, and those are way two different things to do. And you, you just can't guess on that. And I mean, when we've seen people that can do it versus people that we hope can do it, get me signed up with the people that we know are doing it. Uh, Mateo Patterson says Najee Harris or Miles. Or Miles Sanders and Jalen Waddle. Which side are you guys on here? That's to me, it's a tough one. Yeah, I thought it was pretty tough too, but I'm not a big Miles Sanders fan, so it made it a little bit easier for me. I'm gonna go with the top three back uh, with Najee Harris here. Uh, I love Waddle, but I think Najee's gonna give you. I'd rather, you know, when it comes, it's that it's the same thing we do every Sunday when it's between a running back and a wide receiver. I'm gonna take. The, the you know the the running back especially a running back that I would assume he's gonna keep maintain that volume because Tomlin's not going anywhere so he's gonna have all the work you know more work than he knows what to do with so um I, I think I I'm gonna project him out to be you know probably a top five back as long as he stays healthy while he's in Pittsburgh so I'm On gonna a go team with Najee that will here. be hopefully developing a new quarterback too so perfect situation yeah it's Najee for me all day what about you Nate yeah I think <clears throat> I think so too I mean I'm not a big Miles Sanders guy, but they do run the ball a ton. Um, you know, and Waddle's been very good. Uh, he'd be better when there's a real quarterback there. Um, but and Najee, I mean, they have to obviously get a quarterback, but they have to work off the offensive line. And Tomlin knows that. So, I mean, he's only going to get better. You know, he was phenomenal with, you know, us three and two other random dudes blocking for him. So, I mean, just imagine when they have like, you know, two good guys and three random dudes. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> no doubt about it. No doubt. We got our man Cam Cucamonga. He says 2023 first, 2023 second, 2024 first for Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison. Which side of the fence are we on here, boys? Go ahead, Nate. I like I saw your face there. <laughs> so. I, I want Dalvin Cook. I didn't mean whatever with Madison. I mean, if yeah, Cook got hurt a little bit, a little banged up this year, but um I, you know, yeah, it's great. You get two first, well, next year and the year after. Um, I just cook's too good. I know. He wasn't, like I said, he was hurt a little bit this year, but, uh, you know, he's going to be there. Uh, we don't know. Did they? I don't think they named a head coach today. If they did, like I said, I don't really get any updates when I've been at work all day. Um, but I, I I, still want Cook. Hey, Madison. Like I said, Madison's a good back. You know I mean? I, they won't do, you know, what the Packers do and have two guys, uh, which is fine. But I think they could, you know, if they wanted to. So, I, like I said, I like Cook and Madison. I like what I know, I think, more than, you know, guessing on – guys next year and the year after yeah i know people are trying to stock up their you know 
2023 picks because apparently that draft class is going to be, you know, amazing or whatever, um, which I, I, I think it'll be better than this year's. Um, but but who the hell knows? It's it, that, that that's a that's a very far in the future lottery ticket. Um, and I'd rather have Dalvin Cook and Madison for the next two years, you know, scoring me points on my roster. I'd have to be in like a serious rebuild to even consider taking, you know, uh, future, you know, that far in the future first for, uh, you know, very known commodities. And, uh, you know, and for a back that was what the number two back last year and the number one back the year before that. So, yeah, no, I'll, I'll take Davin Cook and Alexander Madison here. I like that. I like the both sides of this uh, trade right here. If I'm in, like you said, if I'm in like complete rebuild mode, I might consider this because this is kind of like, if I'm not, if I don't have expectations to win in the next couple of years, this is probably going to be as good as it's going to get for Dalvin Cook, yeah. um, as far as trade value gets. And then Alexander Madison's just kind of a throw-in as the kind of the you know the handcuff to Dalvin Cook there. So I can see making this trade if I don't have a team that's going to look like it's going to win for a very long time, um, and getting set up for the expectation. I like the two first for Dalvin right there and then throwing in a second for Alexander Madison. To me, he's pretty damn fair. So I think I like this trade. Again, if I'm in win now mode, though, of course, I'm going to keep Dalvin Cook because yeah. uh, he's a stud. Um, we got our man Gorgon Zola says, Cook Madison in a 2024 first for God, Chriswin, Miles Sanders, and Ramondre Stevenson. Hmm. That's interesting. <laughs> Let's see. Cook, Madison, and a first for Godwin. Yeah, I think I'm going to stick with the Cook and the first here. I love Chris Godwin, um, and I think Stevenson gets a little bit more play next year. Um, but I, you know, even – I don't even think it really matters if I was rebuilding or contending – um, or at least I thought I had a contender. I think I'm taking the cook. I think the, the, the value is, is well on the, the cook, uh, and first side there. Yeah. I, like I said, I love Rod Godwin. I mean, he's amazing. Uh, we don't know where he's going to be next year. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't think he's going to be in Tampa with whoever throwing the ball. There's Kyle trash or whoever they find. Um, but, <laughs> and you know, like I said, we, we all said the same about Sanders earlier and Stevenson looks really good. Uh, you just never know what to think with the, you know, with the Patriots backfield. And I know it feels like Damian Harris is going to be the guy, but, you know, we all know that could change quick. And it could be, you know, Brandon Bolden could take over next year. You know, James White's still there. Exactly. James yeah. White's still in New England. You know, like, I mean, like, this is still, this is, these are facts. Like, it's another, like I said, it's another known commodity thing with Cook and Madison, not including the first even. You know, like I said, who knows where Godwin goes. And, you know, like I said, the other two, we don't really, you know, kind of up in the air. I love, I love Chris Godwin. And I mean, like, as you can see, I call him God Chriswin for that reason, but I do love, I, I think this is both, this is more of like a, more of a win now uh, mode to me. And for me, if I'm winning now, I want to win with Cook on my team and a 2024 first is uh that's, that's out there, but it's just too far out there for me to like, want to get involved with these other two guys. Um, like we were saying, you know, I love Ramondre Stevenson. I think that guy is amazing. Oh yeah. But I would like him a whole lot more if he wasn't in a five way backfield <laughs> at all times. And Miles Sanders to me has just been trash. And I think he's going to continuously be trash 
regardless of what he does or where he goes. So I'm with you guys on this one. The Cook Madison and the, and the first for me on that one as well. Um, the last question we had off of the Twitter right here, and I think I just screwed something up. There we go. We got Silly Putting says, Knox and the 107 for Cole Komet, Elijah Moore, and the 310. No, dude, Dawson's, Dawson's Creek Knox. That's my guy, dude. I'm, I, I'm not – that's I'm, I'm keeping with him. I don't – Cole Komet, I'm sorry. Maybe something's going to change with uh, Iberflus um, taking over in Chicago, uh, but I don't know that. Um, Elijah Moore – I want him to be, you know, do so well. Uh, we don't really know with Zach Wilson, uh, with um, with Flores, not Flores. Sorry, I just Bob Saul. That's right, Bob Saul's coaching for the Jets. Um, I, it, it's hard to tell what's going to happen there. You know, they're still so young and they're tough. I mean, but it's going to be a long road, I think, for them. Um, and like I said, we not we know what Knox is, and he's got Josh Allen. Uh, you know, he's a big part of the offense. So, and you, you know, the one hundred and seven. I said I want Knox. Yeah, uh, I'm not with you. Uh, Elijah Moore is one of my big, is my main uh, off-season target this year. I won every, I have him in most of my leagues because I drafted him um, in our rookie drafts last year. Uh, I was actually taking him over Bateman in a lot of places, Um, but but he's definitely my big target this year. And I would pay the 107 and Knox just for Elijah Moore. Those other pieces are just kind of throw-ins that, might do me something along the road. Um, not that I, because Colt Komet, I, he, I don't know. I don't think he can really catch a ball. So I'm not too, not too excited about that, but I would, I would pay Knox in the one Oh seven just for Elijah Moore. Probably it, that's kind of close, but, um, but yeah, no, I'm on the Elijah Moore side. I think Colt Komet reminds me of TJ Hawkinson a little bit in, in how he, uh, his, his first, uh, season's gone down. Um, and I really, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm right there with you. Elijah Moore is just kind of one of those stud talents that I think I'm going to lean on the Elijah Moore side here too. And you guys know how much I love Josh Allen. And so anything about Josh Allen, I want to get a piece of. Dawson Knox is one of those big pieces of that. But seeing the, the coming on of Gabriel Davis and Isaiah McKenzie and Dents will still be there. There's just, and I mean, there's going to be other people wanting to go play football in Buffalo too in this offseason. You just wait, that'll that'll take less money and things like that. I think Emmanuel Sanders was only a one-year contract. In fact, um, things like that. So they will have some cap moves. That, I, that think Beasley's, I think Beasley's contracts up this year too. I think you're right. I think you're right. Good. I think Beasley's better to bring back though. Oh yeah, for sure. I, one thing with more that like said concerns me too, like I didn't see what, you know, with Zach Wilson this year was very rough. I mean, magic Mike white lightning or whatever freaking tore Like he was torching people, you know, like, is it Wilson? Or what it, I mean, so that's what makes me nervous. Like, so Elijah Moore is a he's a monster, dude. He's he's gonna be great. Um, like I said, I guess it kind of it's a win now thing or whatever. But I still I, I love Dawson Knox. I have, you know, since day one. So yeah, no, I, I I do love Dawson Knox, but I'm a, a you know the cream will rise to the top uh, yep. kind of guy. And I Elijah Moore was was my number three wide receiver in the class. I think when I started out looking at prospects last year, I had him above. Even who was it? Devonta Smith, maybe. I think it. I think I had it. Uh, Chase Waddle, and then Elijah Moore. I think Elijah Moore eventually made his way down because Devonta Smith, you know, won the Heisman, and you know, it, it, I really started watching his route running, and you know, saw what everybody else was seeing. Um, but I, I still think Elijah Moore is an absolute stud. He can play all over the field. 
And I just think that no matter who's back there throwing the ball, because of how open he can get and how talented he is with the ball after the catch, I don't think it's going to really matter. I think he's still going to produce, you know, uh, along the way. Absolutely. Well, we know where we stand on that one. Well, guys, that's going to actually wrap up our very first Blitz trading post right there. Uh, Make sure you guys get on our Toilets and Titles (laughs) website or at our Twitter or everything like that. Um, And also, let me throw this out there, too. We do have a $25 uh, Super Bowl square that you're going to want to get on with the coach. Uh, Just get on ToiletsandTitles.com or follow us at uh, at Toilets and Titles, and uh, you'll see all the information there to get those $25 squares, get in there and uh, take all our money out. And uh, we got one more week in the playoff challenge. I think Joe's kicking everybody's ass on that one. I I think Nate Nate can come back and win it, though. So, Nate, we're going for you um, because you're here. I'm still yeah. up there too. It just depends. It just depends on you know who everybody else has left. But I'm I'm like number six, I want to say. So I'm out of the I'm out of the money, but right now, but I'm I'm still right there. By the end, you guys are gonna see why they call me Dirty Jobs when I take it from number twenty-five all the way up to number one this weekend. No, that's not even possible. Especially we're all gonna be probably playing a lot of the same players. Like I know I'm on running backs that I've never even heard of. I think one of them might even be the Bud Light guy that walks around and carries the Bud Light tray. So um, I have have to play some Ajay P. Ryan this week for the Super Bowl. So I think honestly, I think I do too. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, I'm sure we're going to be overlapping on some players there um, for sure. But well, anyways, guys and Nate, thanks for joining us Uh, halfway through. There is definitely always fun having you on. Oh, we got one more thing, Alex. Don't forget, check us out Saturday night. T2T does yes. D&D chamber pots to chalices. We're going to live stream a, a D&D campaign with a bunch of the guys. Nate's not in it, but don't don't worry about that. Uh, but come check us out. We're going to live stream it on the, on the, the Toilet Titles YouTube. So come check us out. Absolutely, yes. You definitely don't want to miss that because it's going to be a good time. Um, let me let me suggest a few adult beverages prior to watching that. Uh, in fact, we we suggested two drink minimum before watching that one. So, um, once again, thank you so much, everybody, for coming, and uh, we will see you guys once again next week. Get your trade questions into that uh, to our Twitter, to our website, and we will get them out on here. And we will see you guys then. Nate, once again, thank you. Alex, as always, thank you, my man. And we will see you guys next week. Okay. (laughs) There we go.